0: Please listen carefully. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 19th episode of the Study Space podcast, a show dedicated to helping students like you earn better grades, navigate your college journey, and become lifelong learners. My name is David, content strategist at UniPlan. And my name is Julian, the founder and lead software engineer at UniPlan. Today, we'll be talking about taking AP exams virtually during the coronavirus pandemic and its implications on the future of remote learning. Joining us today is Min Duong, a high school student who, just a few weeks ago,
1: had to take his AP exams virtually. Min, welcome to the podcast. Hello, so my name is Min, and I'm currently a junior in Bolsa Grande High School. Um, I'm actually joining uh, in a couple of clubs, like STEM club, um, uh, decathlon, and uh, swim. So I'm currently the the president of of STEM club and I'm currently the leader of the decathlon. And I joined SWIM just for fun and part of it was also my health too. And currently, um, I actually took um, a couple of AP exams.
0: Yeah, so Julie and I were also in STEM club and we also both served as president. So this is actually a funny um, presidential reunion, but yeah, that's... um, it seems like you're, you're enjoying yourself and you're staying, you know, um, really involved in high school. So that's good. Um, but before we start, I have to ask one more thing. Um, what's inspiring
1: you today? So specifically for t- t- today or in, in general, um, I basically just want to uh, learn more things um, for today and compared to yesterday or the day before that. Um, but in in general, I just want to really finish with my high school education and move on to uh, college and my future career and to see what I can do uh, later on. So I'm just basically taking all the time I need and every single opportunity I need to prepare myself forward.
0: So you're you're going to be a junior next year, right? Or yeah. senior next year. Junior ne- oh, shoot. OK, yeah, wow. OK, yeah, senior year goes by really fast. I think yeah. Julie and I can both agree on this. Um, Senior year for me was the fastest year. I feel like you're just at that point where you're like done with everything, and you're just applying to colleges, and and um yeah, you don't have a, you have less cares in the world. I should say it's not like you have don't have a single care. But uh, after you get past that kind of first block, you're you're pretty much good. Uh, Julian, do you want to go next? Sure. Yeah. So um, what's inspiring me today is
2: um all of the online learning platforms that are available to us um, at this point in time. Uh, And the reason why that's inspiring me today is because uh, actually, so um, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I'm taking information security right now as my next graduate level course at Georgia Tech. Um, And I was doing some research into uh, like additional research into information security and, and stuff, mainly looking for uh, study materials for exams and such like because I have a midterm coming up in a couple of weeks. I also have been doing some really big projects in uh, information security. And um, one thing I found is, uh, there's this certification exam from from CompTIA, which uh, I, I think a lot of people in um, IT are going to be familiar, or very, very familiar, at least with CompTIA. Uh, it's, I don't think it's a certification that a lot of software engineers go for because it's more for infrastructure people, people who work with uh, networking, uh, IT, you know, the IT department in in enterprise companies and such like. So software engineers don't really fall into the IT department necessarily. Um, But there is this there is this little certification. It's sort of like a sub certification, um, of CompTIA, because CompTIA has several different certifications, and one of them is the cybersecurity, uh, or really the Security Plus exam. The Security Plus certification is a, 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 a professional certification with respect to information security. So I was looking into it and I was like, hey, the topics on this certification exam align very closely with the material of my information security class. And I asked some classmates like, hey, has anybody taken the security plus exam or have used um, you know, this class as a stepping stone to take the security plus exam? And a lot of them actually said that the security plus exam is a uh, is it actually covers a lot less material than the information security class that we're taking now at the graduate levels. So, um, so with that, I actually decided to uh, prepare for the, the security plus exam while I'm taking the information security course, because the material is, um, they, they are, they're very closely matched. Right. And, um, to, to, uh, I guess, To make progress towards that goal, I started looking at additional resources to study for this exam, one of which came up uh, that was uh, LinkedIn Learning. Uh, LinkedIn Learning has a learning path, a course that is specifically designed to prepare students for the security plus exam so I've been using that to study for the certification exam and also to supplement my learning in information security and so uh, learning platforms have enabled me to be able to do that to be able to just look up online on how to prepare for such a professional exam and uh, that's basically what's in what
0: has been inspiring me today awesome um so I was Before the the podcast, I was actually planning to talk about the space launch again, but I realized that I've mentioned that like two episodes in a row, so I, I have something else that's inspiring me, um, and that is uh, my internship. So I'm starting my internship next Monday, um, and we're having a little orientation virtually um, this Saturday, and it seems like it's going to be really fun. Um, the task for this summer looks to be really fun. It's going to be um, developing... A machine in house, which is which is really, really interesting. And I noticed that there are interns from all over the country. Um, I'm I'm sure that many of them are probably residents of California, um, but many of them go to schools in other states like uh, we actually had someone from Georgia Tech. Um, We have a Stanford student and we have, I think, a U Michigan student. So and that's just uh, the people I've met so far. So it should be really interesting. Um, I can't wait to Work with these people, and yeah, this is going to be a fun summer. I think.
2: Yeah, when I was starting my um, when I was starting my job at Oracle, I was looking at, I was trying to meet and and you know get familiar with a bunch of people that I would be meeting, and they would ultimately become my coworkers. Um, and I was so intimidated by the list, um, not because of the schools necessarily, but just because of the sheer amount of. Uh, I guess diversity of schools. Like there were so many people from so many different places, so many different backgrounds, Um, and and I honestly wondered to myself whether or not I would measure up to to some of these people. Um, But uh, ultimately, they be a lot of them became really good friends. Uh, We, you know, a a couple of them have uh, we've hung out outside of work. We've become good friends, and uh, I, I think. Even if I go back to like my intern years at NASA, you know, I, I still keep up with a couple of people that I, I've uh, met during my internship. So you're going to make some uh, meaningful connections, hopefully uh, in light of, you know, the pandemic forcing all of us to work from home. Um, you know, perhaps your your interpersonal connections during your internship might suffer. But um, but that's something that you you need to work for. Right. You need to work towards building that relationship despite not being able to, uh, to meet face to
0: face necessarily. Yeah, I definitely agree with that last bit. I mean, it's just hard, because there are little things that we overlook We're like, Oh, you guys are still working together, right. But the difference is that when you're in an office or in a workspace, and everybody's together, even if you're not necessarily working in the same project as someone else, you know, you, you might like get water or get coffee or something, and you might run into them. And you guys can have, you know, just some like, just some talk outside of work. So I think i think people overlook that um and that's definitely going to be something that i'm going to be lacking this summer but yeah like you said i'm gonna try to make the most out of it um we'll see how that goes but I'm, I'm still i'm still you know optimistic um and hopefully we can i can still you know make connections and and meet people who hopefully will become you know co-workers or, or friends of mine in the future okay so um let's start off with the questions um so min I'm aware that you were an AP student last year as well. Um, and you took how many exams? Um,
1: I took 8 uh, 2, two AP exams. Two uh, AP, AP World exams. and an AP yeah. Seminar. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um so World History and AP Seminar and um how were those different from the in, like how were the virtual exams that you took this year different from the in-person exams that you took last year? Uh, and can you go ahead and name the um the virtual exams that you took this year as well like
1: the classes okay um so i took five exams in total um ab calculus ab uh ab chemistry ab bio uh, apush and ap research so in terms of in terms of the differences um there were actually uh a lot first i only had around 45 minutes to 15 minutes to take an ap exam each ap exam um second all the tests were online and uh, and they were kind, of a little bit hard to navigate, in my opinion. And third, there were a lot of exam uh, retakes due to submission problems on the College Board website. But, um, but overall, I think it was somewhat more stressful compared to last year, in my opinion. Hmm. So you think it's more stressful even though it's in an online format? Why do you think that is? So. A lot of it come, actually come down to my fault. Um, I actually did procrastinate on my um, reviewing time and my basically reviewing the material in general. Uh, because my since my teacher wasn't there for me to kept like constantly um, force me to finish my own work and put more time on reviewing, um, it was really difficult to manage my time to really put uh, put in that time to review my material for the AP exam beforehand.
0: Yeah, no, that definitely, that, that would definitely be a factor. I know like for me, um, the reason why I succeeded in a lot of my AP exams were because, you know, my teachers put a lot of pressure on me to do well and they were constantly doing review sessions. So yeah, definitely lacking that. I don't think, honestly, you say it's your fault, but I I really don't think it's just your fault. I mean, I don't think anybody was prepared for this and it's tough to study during, during a pandemic. We've all done it, so. Julian, were you going to say something?
2: Yeah, actually, I wanted to jump in. Um, I just wanted to say that part of part of the stress, I, I think, is the fact that you have three more exams than you did the previous year to prepare for, right? Um, yeah. And and you also have to understand that five classes is actually not the normal amount of classes that. A, a typical college student would be taking during their their traditional schedule. And I understand that in, in university and in college, you're you're taking things on um, you know either semester or quarter system, in which case the material would be condensed to fit that timeline. Um, but as high school students, you're you're you aren't really quite uh, every every class is so separate from the other in terms of discipline, right? Even between the sciences, like the material and the way that you think about the material are so different between the different classes. So, so I would would think that studying for something that's so different from each other, it's hard to keep up with that many disciplines at the same time. Um, so, so I think part of that stress is that you had more exams to, to study for, but also, I mean, we have a, we have a global disaster going on right now, you know, and that, that can, that can, um, I don't want to say distract more than it. it, It's more of like, a lot of attention is being drawn, uh, away from, from studying for good reason, right? You have to stay safe. You have to stay healthy. You have to worry about other people. And, and, and we, we, we know very well that, when you have external forces sort of vying for your attention, pulling for your attention. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to to soak up, you know, five college level courses at the same time. So so I don't know if it's um I don't know if it's necessarily your fault. I, I'm gonna have to to side with David here. I don't think it's it's a hundred percent your fault. Perhaps you did procrastinate and perhaps you do have some personal responsibility to to sort of teach yourself because that's ultimately what you'll end up doing in college anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think I think a lot of your stress can be chalked up to the fact that there's, you
1: know, a disaster going on and you've got more to do overall. Also um I think I wasn't like as productive. I mean as unproductive um as other might think because recently I've actually started um my online business. It's like a drop shipping model. If you guys don't know what that is, uh it's so like you know,
0: yeah, I do know what drop shipping is. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I actually started like a couple of stores and I've been making actually um some sales recently and it actually been profitable and so but like in general that actually took up most of my time like throughout the days, um for like around three months now. So, excellent. so then like ever since uh quarantine has started. I actually started learning about drop shipping and actually started doing uh drop shipping. So a large factor in my in my um distraction actually come from the business that I have started too. So,
0: oh, do you use uh, Shopify? Just just curious. This is not like
1: yeah. So I use drop uh Shopify and okay, cool and Press, yeah, something like that. <laughs> did you just learn by yourself or did you like take an online course? Because I, I see a lot of ads for those type of courses. Yeah. And... So there's mm-hmm. there's uh I actually learned my, by myself on YouTube. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
0: starting a business as a high school, I, I didn't start a business as a high school student. Did you, Julian?
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, I definitely
0: wow. had ideas and I had fantasies
2: of, of businesses growing up. Not, not necessarily in high school, but but certainly uh-huh. younger than that. I had plenty of ideas for businesses. Um, never never acted on any of those impulses, though. So good on you, Min. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, you you run uniplan, just... so
0: that's kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's now, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, Min, um aside from you know the difficulties that you had, you know, just studying and and doing the AP exam, did you have any technical problems that you ran into, like in terms of submitting or or completing your exams?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I actually had like one problem submitting my um AP calculus exam. So when I upload my um, response to the website, there was actually a Wi-Fi problem in my house, uh, which actually caused my browser to refresh itself. But somehow the answer or like the website was still there, but um, it actually cleared out my response. And so I didn't really have enough time to upload it again. But then I actually submitted a request for a retake, but then a week later, um, they actually, co- College Board actually um, fixed the issue saying that they still had the response in my submission form. So I didn't really have to do a retake. So it was all soft, basically. Oh, wow. that That's,
0: I haven't heard that one before. That's, um, that's yeah. strange. So, so your Wi-Fi went out, you had the response saved, but then it cleared out. And then yeah. You requested a makeup and then the makeup you didn't need to do because wow. They, so they already had your response saved. That's, yeah. which is kind of strange so I'm, i'm guessing what happened and julian you're kind of the technical expert here so tell me if i'm wrong but i'm guessing what happened is you already submitted it and it already had the response it just didn't display that you had the response that's what i'm guessing happened because there's no way they could have a response if you you didn't turn it in, right like there's there's no way yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, several things could have could have happened during
2: this time, you know. Like, so so so, Min, you were in the middle of submitting, like you clicked the submit button and it was loading, and then the Wi-Fi decides that it's a great time to shut off. Is that what um, happened, or?
1: Yeah, basically. So, it will actually uploaded on my computer beforehand. Um, uh-huh. So then, like, the file is already on my computer, but then yeah, my Wi-Fi uh, went down, and I had to refresh my browser and so when i did um the test was still there but the response wasn't
2: yeah hmm. gotcha yeah so i i i'm going to assume and i'm not entirely sure actually because so many things can happen on the internet i'm going to assume that the the submission actually completed in in the back end like under the hood it completed um but the 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 web page itself never received a response back from the server and so the only thing that it can do is display an empty response. That's that's what I'm going to assume is it happens. Yes. But like I said, any number of things could have happened in the middle of this. the 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 good news is that the College Board did contact you saying that they received your response and that you were not required to take um, a, a makeup exam. Is that right? Yeah. And and was AP Calculus the only exam that you had technical problems with, or were or were there others? Um, it was the only one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and and was, was so, so, so walk mm-hmm. me through how submissions for those remote exams exactly work. Like, do you type the answers out in LaTeX if you're cool? Or or did you like handwrite them and, and, and uh, take uh, a picture uh, and submit with your phone?
1: Um, so, um, there are actually three ways to uh, for submission. First, you can write it on your computer uh, on your paper, and then take a picture and send to the computer, which actually apply to um, AB calculus and AB chemistry, since those require like um, equation and stuff like that. I'm um, sure. Yeah, and the other one, the the second one is that you just type it in a doc, uh, and then you copy and paste it onto the uh, College Board website. And I'm not entirely remember what was the third one. But I think it was somewhat similar to those process. Um wait. Let me start. Gotcha. But uh but the 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 key thing is that you
2: you you have both available to you, right? You can either handwrite everything, take a yeah. picture of it, and then upload it and that's your submission, or you can type it out and then um paste it into their response box mm-hmm. and that's your submission, right? So yeah. so I guess I guess one of the most obvious questions that we can ask is um uh what about cheating right like were there any measures to sort of mitigate cheating that's that's happening um during a remote exam because that's like the main thing right is a lot of instructors out there we had an episode um before talking about uh talking about um academic integrity while well, um, you know during this period of, of remote and distance learning, right? So so were there any any mitigation measures for,
1: for cheating at all? Um, like in terms of cheating, I don't think College Board actually put that much effort into it. Um, they didn't really have any browser lockdown. Even though there are uh, apps for that, and I don't even think they have software that track prou- the browser you have on computer. Um, and this actually opened up a lot of like um, opportunities for students to search up answer on Google and cheat during the exam. Um, on top of that, um, there were a lot of students. Um, some of them were, were my friend were calling each other during the exam, and and I don't think College Board can stop that either from happening. Can yeah? And also they didn't even check our uh, physical surrounding. So. A lot of students were able to look at their note while taking the test. So overall, there wasn't any restriction in cheating from the college board. I guess. Wow. Interesting. Wow.
0: But did you did you think that the exams were made harder to counteract that
1: cheating, or was it just left the same? Do you think? Um, I think. I think the reason why they put it down to forty-five minutes is that it reduced the chance of searching up for the answer and try to find the answer because trying to find the answer can take a, quite a while. And that what they mentioned mm. in their college, that what they mentioned in their website too. And I, and in terms of difficulty, I think it was a bit harder in terms of how many questions they have. Because when I look at a normal um, FRQ last year, there were only around six to seven part for AP Chemistry or is that, that that's what i remember but then for this year there were actually like 9 to 11 part in each whoa, question wow whoa, so
0: <laughs> that's crazy
1: yeah speaking of speaking yeah. of time
0: right did it actually take you guys a long time to submit because this is what like is the submission time included in the time for taking the test this is like my it's my question because you know if you're taking like 20 minutes to submit, then you only effectively have like 30 minutes to do the test, right? So yeah. You, is that separate or, or is it
1: included with the time? Um it's it's kind of separated, but overall you do have around 55 minutes uh to for the whole entire test. So the breakdown is this. Um uh, you have 25 minutes for the first question and then five minutes to submit that first question to upload your answer and stuff like that. And then you have um mm. I think twenty minutes for the second question, 15 to 20 minutes for the uh, the second question and uh, five minutes to upload and submit that question.
0: Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so I'm guessing what they do is they show you the question for 25 and then you turn, yeah, yeah, so then you turn it in like in a separate page,
1: right? Oh, it was still in the same page. Oh, yeah, Yeah. oh, really? Oh, yeah, you just have a red warning mark that there's five minutes left.
0: Oh, that's interesting, hmm. That's interesting. There, I mean, by that logic, you could technically submit it like super At quickly two like, in, in two <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. What do you think about that, Julian?
2: Uh well, I mean, that's the thing about remote exams, right? It, even on Canvas, when when you know, I took I took midterms e- exams during my undergrad. Some of them were on Canvas, and uh, there, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not embarrassed to admit that. There, there were a couple instances where I submitted with ten seconds left during the exam, and uh, I mean, you laugh, men, but but what difference does it make when you know you have ten seconds left yeah. in class and you have to turn in a paper? You have to run up to the teacher and, and submit your paper, right? Uh, so um, that that's just the, the the reality of of online exams. Um, Canvas, funny enough, has a, a countdown on their remote quizzes. The online quizzes—they have a, a count that If the the professor or the instructor has placed a time limit on a quiz, it actually counts down. Uh, otherwise, I think it just counts upwards. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think I've ever had like an unbounded um, uh, time for for uh, for a, a quiz that was submitted on Canvas before. But um, I, I would imagine that it counts upwards or something. Um, but 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 uh, yeah, I mean, with the remote exams, you can submit effectively at, uh, you know, five minutes in or with 10 seconds left remaining. And I've been on yeah. both sides of that extreme when a midterm exam is easy and you have an hour and a half, but you submit 15 minutes into the exam. I've done that before, but, uh, when the exam is hard and you've taken all of your time left and you have 10 seconds left to submit, I've
0: also done that. So that's remote exams for you. Yep. That's, that's incredible. So Wow. Next question I have for you, Min. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, do you think you had a pleasant experience taking the AP exams virtually?
1: Um. So, I would say that some of the exams were harder and more stressful than the other. Like, AP Bio was definitely harder than the rest of the AP exam. But overall, I think it was um somewhat more, more stressful for me uh, to take this exam compared to last year. Um. Like I say, I had a lot of time constraint on my hand, given that it's only 45 minutes and there were almost 10 to 11, 9 to 11 parts per question. And not only that, but there were actually a few distractions coming from my physical surroundings. Like my brother would always come in and distract me just because he wants to. <laughs> oh uh, <we> my... just... <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. That's that's really yeah. mean.
1: Oh my gosh. But, but then, like, but um but really um and and i think a lot of my a lot of my friends can uh can agree on this as well is that it could have been less stressful if i actually prepared myself um beforehand like i said before um where i shouldn't have like kind of procrastinated and managed my time better beforehand
0: interesting so what you, like you you mentioned a lot about what you could have done better you know to to do better for these exams but what do you think the college board could have done better um, in order to make the exams more enjoyable and not, not like not easy, but just like better for you guys. Right. Like not a super painful experience because I know a lot of people like, had like a lot of struggles taking these exams.
1: Oh, um, I think like on their part, the info, the information and the question were were straightforward. Um, there wasn't any problem in that. But in terms of like submission, because there were definitely some problem in submission and and that actually quite um, really affect most of my or like a lot of my friends because they couldn't they actually submit the exam, but the college board didn't actually um, took those first response due to some technical issue. Um, so Wait, overall, so hold on. Yeah.
2: Let, let's, let's drill into that because that's actually a huge problem that many other students have faced with these remote AP exams is that due to some technical issues, namely with, uh, with images right, being taken on their phones and then being transferred yeah. over to the computer as a submission, a lot of mm-hmm. students, particularly with iPhones, when they submit pictures from their iPhones, the, the image format was incompatible with the the college board submission uh software right so so there were technical issues there and and uh, you know a slew of other students who who also faced the wi-fi issue cutting in and out during the exam that that students had to deal with and obviously that is going to undoubtedly cause some glitches in the, in the actual exam, right? So, and you say a lot of your friends actually face these issues. Why don't you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Like, what issues did they have? How many were affected by by these technical issues?
1: Um, So, this issue coming from, like, it wasn't really their fault because they actually filled out the response and then actually took a picture and they actually put it up there. But then when I submitted it, the college board just said that their response wasn't um, submitted for some for some reason that they didn't really provide it. Um, but then, for my um AP calculus, when they when they when they talk to me about my exam and how they restored the 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 response, they also included um an in, like another information where a student cannot use their uh cannot apply their. Ticket, which is the ticket that we use to get into our exam on two separate devices, because if that happens, um, what College Board does is that it it won't accept the response at all, which is kind of strange. I, and I mean, like that's what they told me, but I'm not entirely sure if that is what what happened to the student, to my friend. That's probably. I I suspect that's probably a
2: a, a test integrity measure where if you, if you are provided a a ticket or some sort of identifying number for yourself and that same identifier was used multiple times, it, it's sort of like an identity problem. Like, oh, are you having somebody else take the exam for you with your yes. ticket number? Right. So I think that might be a, an integrity, um, you know, an, an integrity measure, like a protection measure for, for, for the test integrity. Um, but but the, the reason why we're asking about these these problems is there have been a number of news reports and, and this has blown up quite a bit um, in the news here about about glitches in the AP exam due to mm-hmm. the internet cutting out and such like or students having issues uploading their responses. And it's even come to the point where some students have actually decided to sue the College Board after not being able to submit their exams and being forced to retake their exams. So so first of all, I want to know your thoughts on on how some students are actually suing the College Board because of these glitches and and um, and also the, the the retakes, the whole idea of of these retakes, right? These students and you have studied for months for the ex- these exams and due to a glitch that is more, I would say, on the college board's fault than yours, um, they're forcing you to retake their exams and adding to your stresses, right.
1: So so what do you think about that? Um, I think. I mean, like, I understand their frustration because that happened to me on my um, AP calculus exam. Um, but they, if, I mean, like, if they studied for months, um, they should be able to do another retake without a problem because they should already have the information right, in top, right on top of the head. But then I think what college board could have done better on their hand is that they could have put the information up front um, like straightforward for the student to see what kind of limitation they are having because like for my uh, like for the, the info that they provided for me where a student cannot use two separate devices for their test or there are certain image file that they need to follow. They, I think college board need to be more straightforward with those information uh, for the student that are taking the test.
2: Gotcha. I mean, David, have you I mean, at this point, you've taken a couple of remote exams, right? Have there been any instances where the the instructions to submit an exam or submit a big project have been really unclear for some people? And that was a major reason why some students uh, were not for some any reason, really unable to submit their their assignments or
0: their exams at all? Oh, uh, no, not not in my case. Um, I think part of that is because colleges are more well adapted than high schools, just generally speaking, because in college, you're kind of expected to like, use technology for almost everything. And so I think that a lot of people were, were already used to submitting homework online used to submitting pretty much everything online aside from tests. And so that was just one more kind of like, one more adjustment that the professors needed to make, so I, I, it wasn't a problem for for me personally. Um, and we use Blackboard. I don't know if you know what that is, Julian, but it's basically the equivalent. It. It's it's the equivalent of Canvas, sort of. So yeah, we 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 were already familiar with the software and everything, so we we're just like, okay, perfect. Like we know how to use this. So yeah, it wasn't a big problem for for me personally.
2: Gotcha. And 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 actually, um, I want to drill into the Wi-Fi issues because. Uh, for the students who are suing the college board for moving forward with remote AP exams, one of their arguments is, <clears throat> is that uh, it's it's discriminatory towards uh, low-income students or, you know, students with disabilities and such like who perhaps don't have access to technology, the the, the requisite technology to be able to do these exams. Do you have any, any personal... Experiences with with um with students of this sort, you know, students who don't have internet access or don't have uh, a computer that that can keep up, or or even students with disabilities who don't have the technology to be able to take these exams.
1: Yeah, so like I have a few of my friend who doesn't really have Wi Fi access to Wi Fi at all, and so I don't really know how they have an access to the AP exam, but they were actually having a really big problem um, trying to upload the answer to the AP exam and they had to re- um, request another retake uh, due to that reason. And so I think moving forward to um, an online um, AP format, AP exam format isn't really a good idea unless college board can basically find a way to provide everyone with the technology that they can take the test online basically. And there were some more factors we go into too.
0: I'd also I'd also like to comment on that, Um, Julian. I actually have experiences I think in all three, all three of those areas. I think Um, so with the Wi-Fi. um, My Wi-Fi, my home Wi-Fi, is actually really bad. Like it it was terrible. I um, luckily I didn't like it. It started becoming like I started noticing that was really bad. Like after I was already done with most of my. Um, most of my exams and I I only had like one exam anyway, so it wasn't too big of an issue, but my Wi-Fi just cuts out randomly. So like every, every few hours or so it would cut out. And, um, if I had a live testing window, like luckily most of my testing windows were 24 to 48 hours. So you could submit any time during that, but if it were to cut out in the middle of my 40 minute exam, I would have been totally screwed. Like I guarantee you, I, I, I would not have been able to submit it. So. That that was an issue for me. I know a lot of people who have a lot of Wi-Fi issues as well. Um, so I I, I actually um, had to like upgrade because I was just scared. Like I was just scared that if any of my exams ever got a really short test window, I'd be totally screwed. So I had to upgrade to a more expensive Wi-Fi. Was willing to pay the cost, obviously, because you know it's my education. But um, yeah, that's 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 a problem that I had to deal with personally. Um, as with computers, um, I didn't have much of an issue with this one. But a lot of my friends had com- their computers just totally crash, like totally crash while they were in the middle of exams or, or, I mean, just like in general, it's a pain. Even if you're just doing homework and your computer crashes, I don't think anybody wants that. So that's, that's also, um, a big issue. And like you said, it disproportionately affects people who can't afford a better computer. It's just, that's just reality of the situation. Um, and the third, right, instance, yeah. I, I was, sorry, I, I just want to cut in here because, Yeah. Cause that you upgraded to more
2: expensive Wi-Fi, but we have to obviously bring in the the to to the part of the conversation where uh, there are some some students who who just can't make those ends meet. You know, they can't exactly. they can't just decide on a whim. Oh, I'm going to upgrade my Wi-Fi because you know I need to for this uh, for these couple of of AP exams, right? No matter how important, there's just the monetary. Uh, the issue is that they can't afford to make that decision right mm-hmm. and for for high school students they aren't the decision maker of where their family money goes so um you know one of the main uh one of the main arguments uh, against the the college board during this lawsuit is that it 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 doesn't really it's discriminatory, again, discriminatory against students who are low income, can't afford to have the technology to be able to take these exams that are so important. And yet, despite that, the College Board has, uh, has decided to move forward with these um, exams, again, despite all of these concerns. So it's, it's definitely a huge issue, right?
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I definitely agree with you right there. Um it, it's just I don't know. Like the thing is the alternative to not having AP exams is is pretty terrible because I mean you just don't get credit. You just like waste your entire year preparing for these AP exams and then just not take them. I mean, like, let's be realistic here. That's that's pretty devastating to anybody. Um, and people want to have AP credits so that they can skip, you know, their first few classes so they can save money and everything like that. Um, so I mean, I definitely don't think that canceling the AP exams would help, but definitely finding ways around, um, around online exams. I I don't know. I mean, I I have no solutions for that, but that definitely would have helped, I think. But we'll discuss that in a second. I think the third point you made was that um, disabled students, right? Disabled students can't, you know, access, right? Um, yeah, these exams easily. I actually have personal experience with this. Uh, my brother is actually disabled. He's in the special ed program. And um he he like he got really frustrated um trying to navigate just his homework cuz I don't think he has exams anymore, but the uh, the teachers um still assign homework on Google Classroom and everything and um before then he had never really had to navigate like online or anything. Um so it, it was a struggle for him and I had to work through it with him and It's, it's really, it's really terrible. I mean, like just having, it's just so inaccessible, you you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's really hard and I don't, I don't know how, um, you know, teachers can expect special ed students to be able to navigate this stuff themselves. I mean, luckily, like I was here, but if I was back uh, at my school at at university, like my parents, um, are not the most technologically, you know, up to date, so I am pretty sure that they wouldn't have been able to help him so that's right. that's definitely an issue um, like I said luckily I was there but obviously not everybody's in the same situation I'm sure that many students in his class probably had plenty of issues trying to submit homework and everything like that so
2: that's a good point right the the, the whole issue here is is that these sort of exams exclude a very vulnerable population of, of students right? Low income students, students with disabilities, right? Sometimes both of them together, you know, you've got both problems at the same time. And, and they, many students are not able to get access to the exam or be able to take the exam comfortably, right? Be be able to submit the exam even after going through all of these hurdles to be able to, to, um, to submit the exam, and um, and I think previously you you, you made a point about um, um, canceling the AP exams, right? Uh, it, it's interesting that you say that that um, canceling the AP exams isn't the most graceful solution, but but uh, IB the IB program, which is an adjacent program to um, the College Award, College Board's AP program, um, IB is an international program. Uh, I guess uh, it's sort of like the AP equivalent, but internationally um, the IB exams were canceled this year and uh, they've largely dodged the, the the huge backlash that the college board is now facing due to uh, a lot of concerns with the AP exams. Right? So I I don't know if, um, I don't know if men, uh, if you've heard of the IB exams being canceled, um, but, uh, I, I guess I want to hear your thoughts on, on hypothetically, if the AP exams were canceled this year, um, I- instead of having them be remote, what would that look like? Would that, would you be better off? Do you think that's, that, that would be beneficial either it's you know canceled entirely or, you know, postponed to the next year, you have to do some re- extra reviewing, I guess, to, to keep up that knowledge for, for the next year. Um, obviously that's not really an option for seniors taking the exams and and expecting their scores for, Mm. for the next year going to college. But, but, but what if the AP exams were canceled? Would that be better for you and your peers? Do you think? I think
1: that would be, um, better for me. I mean, I would prefer, uh, being um, moved to next year, but that will affect the senior, but I think for me, it will be. Um, kind of a waste because I spent like a whole year for this to basically study up to these exams and I kind of want these credit to be applied to the college uh, that I'm going to into the future. But when I'm thinking about like uh, student in general I think it should have been cancelled because I know for a fact that like on top of having Wi-Fi issue and having um, technological issue including uh, disability, some student have their uh, f- physical surrounding being distracted uh, for them during the exam I mean like for me I had my brother constantly coming in like for fun to just you know, distract me but I'm pretty sure there are others who doesn't really have a comfortable environment to be in in order to take this exam they all they are constantly being distracted due to their do the the, um, the environment around them because if you were, if if I was, like, if they were to take an in-person exam, like last year, everyone would have the same chance. They would have, there, would be in a classroom where there will be no distraction. But if they were to be in their home, um, having their parent, their brother, or someone else distract them, that could be a really, um, that could be really bad for them in terms of, uh, passing the exam.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I, I I agree with you there. Actually, um, what, what's funny is that during my graduate level courses right now, when you have remote exams, uh, you're expected to, to for many of these courses, you're expected to at least turn on your webcam so that you're, you are recorded while you are taking the exam. Many times your screen is being recorded as well to make sure that you don't have an extra tab open or you're not looking at your notes and different resources and such like. But uh, there are other instances as well where since your webcam is on and you have, if you have somebody else enter the room in which you are taking the exam, that actually gets flagged by the remote proctoring service. And uh, in some instances, the professors will completely fail you, com- fail the exam. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll fail the course, but but they will definitely fail the exam because you had an extra person in the testing room, no matter if it's, you know, your sibling or, or, or whatnot, they will cancel your exam because there was an additional person in the testing room. So you're expected to take an exam very, very privately, and, you know, if you are seen, talking with another person or leaving the test room at all for any reason, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom during a remote exam. For example, uh, if you leave the testing room, your exam is canceled, period, right. Um, and, and that's a huge concern when, um, you know, high school students, I, I should hope high school students are living with their guardians, their parents or guardians, right. So so oftentimes, that means living with parents who don't know you're taking the exam, or uh, like you, men, living with a sibling who decides to just walk into your room and distract you during an exam. That's not okay. At, at Georgia Tech, that'll actually get your scores canceled. And for for um, and obviously, you said earlier that your AP exams weren't uh, recorded. They, you, you, the College Board did not expect to have your webcam online so that they can record you taking the exam. Um, but, but if that were a measure against cheating, uh, quite possibly, your scores could have been canceled because of the the additional person in your room, right? So, so um, I guess that brings up the 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 issue of um, as more technology becomes prevalent. Now that everybody is essentially learning from home right now, remote tools are are exploding in popularity and usage throughout the world, and and for for many. Schools remote exams is the logical next step, right? Um, for Georgia Tech, it's already like fully online. They're they're very well prepared for for something like this, um, and they have countermeasure countermeasures in place against cheating. But uh, but as you get lower and lower in terms of the the level of education, right? For high school students down to middle school down to elementary school. How do you proceed with remote learning, especially when it's mandatory right now during a whole pandemic going on, and you're not allowed to mm-hmm. to be close to everybody, right? If remote proctoring services are in place during a standardized exam like AP exams or SATs and and whatnot, um, and uh, for for high school students with siblings and family members walking into their rooms, like what does that mean, right? I don't know if um if uh, david you've taken exams where where family members or somebody else has, has walked into your um your exam session before but that's a that's a huge distraction but also it's a risk to your score isn't it
0: yeah no i um the thing is like i mentioned earlier i was very lucky to have super open exam windows where the hours were like whenever were basically whenever you wanted to take it between those 24 and 48 hours so yeah, I had family members walk in and whatnot, but it was fine because even if it distracted me for a bit, I had 24 hours to complete it. So I I lived like knowing like, okay, that's, this is like, this is totally fine. If, if I do get distracted, but yeah, I could definitely see where that's a total problem when it comes to, um, like 40, 40 or, or 50 minute sessions. I mean, I, I even have trouble having my family, like, you know, go go away basically when I do these podcast sessions I can definitely see where that comes to a problem um, if I have like a few exams like within the same week you know so that's um that's definitely definitely a concern and yeah it's 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 a problem that I think needs to be sorted out but it's difficult to solve um, with the technology we have right now
2: yeah certainly um, and I guess one thing that uh, another thing I want to mention, because earlier we were talking about the the lawsuit against the College Board for moving forward with the AP exams, despite this whole pandemic going on, is the fact that the College Board has uh, recently decided to to cancel their plans for at home SAT exams. Um, I don't know if, uh, cause, cause men, you're a junior at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, you're, you know, right there at that point where you're supposed to be taking these, all of these standardized exams, right? SATs, ACTs, um, what, out, out of curiosity, were you planning on taking any during the spring and the summer
1: for your SATs yeah. at all? I was actually planning to take one, um, in, in, in March, but then it got canceled and moved to May. But then since we're not coming back on May, um, they actually got canceled in, in general. And so now I have to, I have to re- re- sign up for an exam on August or September or December, essentially.
2: And, and did you get any news as to whether or not these SATs would become
1: remote, like at home? Um, no, I, ha- I haven't actually, but I, I, I think they will be in person but i'm not entirely sure given that we okay. don't that i don't really know if, if if the school will be open in next gotcha. fall gotcha gotcha yeah and and that was
2: a huge concern is that this pandemic is uh has taken everybody by surprise right a lot of other schools are remaining closed for the next term in the fall so that means naturally testing centers for the sat and and other such Standardized exams are also being closed, remaining closed, so therefore scheduled exams need to be rescheduled or canceled entirely. So so you're saying that when you scheduled your exam, it got postponed first and then canceled in general, and you had to reschedule for another time. Um, But these reschedules were for in-person exams. You were hoping that these were in-person exams, so you got no... Notion at all that these would be remote exams or anything? No, I don't think so. Gotcha. Okay, well, I'm not sure if it was publicized a great deal, whether or not the the College Board planned on making the SATs, uh, create like an at-home version of the exam for students to take remotely, but they've decided to cancel that. And um, David, do you want to do you want to tell everybody why the college board decided to cancel their plans for at home SAT exams this year?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they think it's discriminatory towards those certain students who, like we said before, are disproportionately affected by, you know, outage of Internet or, or having poor Internet connection. Yeah, but see, this is this is what we just we were discussing earlier, which is. Is it okay for them to do this with the SATs but then still continue the AP exams, right? Like is that is that justified at all because if you're going to cancel one, why don't you also cancel the other, right? That that's the most logical logical way you can look at this. But um that's that doesn't seem to be the case, which is sort of interesting.
2: Right, and and what's interesting is that that Access to the Internet, you know, having these exams be completely online, relying on technology, which is inherently a a privileged possession to have for for certain families in the in the United States and and across the world. Uh, there, There are concerns with remote exams being discriminatory towards these vulnerable students. So that's one of the largest arguments against moving forward with these remote AP exams. And yet now, the College Board has used it as a justification for canceling the remote SAT exams altogether. Right? So so men, what do you think about that? What do you think about, um, you know, the College Board saying that this is you know, they have concerns for for students having access to internet, and, and not being able to take the exams, but but yet they still move forward with remote AP exams anyway.
1: I think, well, their reason and their action of on the AP exam and SAT are contradicting each other, obviously. But then I think part of the reason why they canceled the SAT was because it, it takes three hours to complete the SAT exam while it only takes 45 minutes for the AP exam. And I think SAT, you cannot be really flexible with that because you need to have, um, all three session, which is math, uh, English, and uh, and the essay, and with AP exam, they can always reduce it because there are no certain um, way to or 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 there's no certain structure in AP exam, or they can easily change it. But I think that's also another problem that I have with AP exam too because forty five minutes isn't really enough to cover. The whole entire year material it only covers like around twenty percent of the material, which isn't re- very efficient in terms of preparing student for college and really taking that um that um college credit.
2: Gotcha. Well, remind me because it's been a while since I've taken an AP exam. Obviously, but uh, you you have how much time originally for an AP exam? Something like an hour and a half
1: or two hours originally? Yeah. So. Some exam, most most exam are like two hour, two hour mm-hmm. and a half, and some exam actually goes up to three hours, almost three hour.
2: Right, the AP uh, physics exam, if you decide to take both parts, the mechanics and, and um, the E&M portion of the AP physics exam, that would take a, a double a double time, right? Than, than the, uh, the, the typical AP exam. Yeah. So, and the reason why I asked that is because the College Board has decided to shorten it to 45 minutes or 50, Five minutes right whatever it is R- my point is the college board decided to move forward with remote ap exams they made provisions to completely change the format for a great deal of these exams they shortened the time they they, they changed the format of the questions right multiple choice was completely thrown out the window it's all basically free response correct mm-hmm. yeah so I guess I guess my point here is um, if they, if the college board has decided to do that with the AP exam, um, they can do the same thing with the SATs, right? And, and you were saying earlier that the SATs are are three hours long, about three hours long. And 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 you're right. There are what three parts to the exam, right? There's the there's oh, the, yeah. the 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 reading comprehension, the writing, and the math portion, correct? Mm-hmm. So, so, and these comprise, I'm I'm assuming if they're evenly divided, it's about an hour ish, each part, um, what stops them from separating each portion of the exam and having the student take those different parts of the exam separately, and then combining the scores later on and then shortening those parts, right? If you had an hour and 15 minutes for the writing portion, why not shorten it to 45 or 55 minutes and then submit it the same way as the AP exam effectively that would be the same according to the college board's justification for the AP yeah. exams they would effectively be the same right like what is the SAT when you when you compare it to the AP exam you've got reading comprehension so what is that the AP literature exam you've got you've got the writing which is AP English language and composition and then you've got math which is you know every single math class you've taken let's say AP calculus as the um as the, the upper bound for the math material that you need to learn. Right. And you took you took those three exams uh, separately, or at least you haven't taken the English literature exam yet. But my point is that you've taken multiple exams, all in different disciplines, different studies separately. And that comprises your entire academic record in the AP program. So what stops the College Board from doing that for the SAT? That's an, inter-
1: that's an in- interesting question. I mean, like, I think for SAT is it, SAT um, exam in general, the questions are a lot more simple because for math, it's only algebra 2 and um, some trigonometry for English. It's just basically um, grammars and... And uh, reading comprehension, simple reading comprehension, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think SAT in general are um, about how how do you take the test, like how persevered you are in terms of taking the test. Like it's about uh, perseverance in general, or your um, uh, basically, I don't know how to say it, but um, you need to find a way to take SAT exam where it doesn't tire you out. It's all about right. like your energy and stuff like that, and how right. long you can survive during the SAT. And if you were to separate those into three parts, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of having SAT, and it kind of un- its kind of unfair for the student who took the SAT for three hours straight rather than three separate um, um, exams.
2: Gotcha. So, so, so you're saying that the SAT is less a measure of Knowledge and more—a measure of um, a student's mental stamina, right? The ability to withstand mental fatigue for a a duration of time. Basically, testing how you take tests. Essentially, is is what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Now, um, I don't, uh, David. I I don't know if you if you had the chance to to uh, and Min too. I don't know if you guys had the chance to to read. The the article, I mean, I only found it a couple hours ago, Um, but uh, there's an interesting quote here that's um, about in the middle of the the article here. And this is direct from the CEO of the College Board, who you two might know, administers the AP exams and the the SAT exams both. Um, And he says, according to this news article, he says, quote, There are more important things than tests right now. And uh, he further says, quote, in making these difficult decisions, we focused on reducing the anxiety that students and families are experiencing this this year. End quote. And the difficult decisions that he's referencing here is the the uh, the decision to completely cancel the remote SAT exams this year. What's interesting about this quote is that this is exactly what students are saying about the AP exams, right? For for many students, it's studying for an exam that was normally an hour and 15, an hour and a half, sometimes even three hours long, um, depending on the exam. It's shortening that down to 45, 55 minutes. Not only that, but... You have to utilize a lot of technology when before it was super simple. You take it on paper, very clear, right? Everybody knows how to take a paper exam. But now a bunch of people at the same time have to learn how to use all these different technologies to be able to just submit their exam. They, They need an internet connection. They need to have a stable internet connection at that. And then for students who had technical issues, the only graceful solution that exists is to retake the exam at a later time. And that means that those students, what, you know, they're, they've been stressing all year to take these exams, and now they have to stress even further to retake their exams again, and possibly, quite possibly, face additional technical issues that I don't even know how the College Board is going to solve at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you. So, actually, I, I have a question here. Um, you said that you were originally scheduled to, uh, to do a retake on your AP Calculus exam, right? Was, mm-hmm. was there a date for that? Like, was, was there a date and time for that retake exam?
1: Yeah, so they actually set up um, a schedule for the retake for each, uh, for each and every classes, uh, for each uh, AP classes. So for me, it was June 1st, like around mm-hmm. 1 p.m. Yeah. Oh,
2: so it would have been yesterday.
1: It would have been yesterday, yes.
2: Gotcha, because today is, is June 2nd for, for listeners out there. Okay, so, so so I guess this week would have been the week that you, um, I guess students would be taking the retake. Now, mm-hmm. um, uh, are, are, are any of your peers doing retakes during this week at all?
1: No, actually. None of my teachers actually focus or mention about retake. Like, only a few actually mentioned about retake, but none of them actually really... Um, into preparing student for the retake.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So are are any of your friends taking retakes this week though?
1: Yeah, um, there are, um, quite a few of them actually really retake. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then, Uh, um, remind me the, the, the regular AP exams would have been held the first and second week of May, right? Yeah. So, so it's been a month, um, it's been a month now since, since the AP exams, is that right? Yeah, gotcha. Or a
1: month and a half, yeah. Something like
2: that. yeah. Well, um, we're we're pretty uh, we're going pretty long here on the exams. Um, I just wanted to to mention again, this is part of the PBS article um, that we'll link in the show notes um, concerning the College Board's decision to uh, cancel the SAT exams. Um, but uh, I, I just want to bring to light that um, the the College Board. Is now asking colleges to accept test scores, you know, uh, to 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 push back deadlines, accept those scores as late in the college admission process as possible. Uh, I guess uh, in consideration for students facing a lot of hardships uh, right now, given the the pandemic and the sudden transition to to remote learning. Um, uh, so, um, have you have you taken a look at any of the colleges that you're applying to, or at least you're planning to apply to? Have they decided to to re- waive any requirements for standardized exams at all?
1: Um, well, I only really know that um, UC uh, or mostly UC system. I'm not entirely sure if this is right in term- from where I'm reading at, but or mm-hmm. uh, the UC system they will not take into um, into. Inter- inter- Consideration of SAT next year, but mm-hmm. they will still be uh, taking uh, an AP score. That's right. Why I'm here, yeah.
2: Gotcha. Well, because AP exams are are typically, I, I guess, the hope is that you use that score to uh, to get college credit, right? So you don't have to take those classes mm-hmm. at the university level. So, so those scores are certainly still still uh, still very important. So I guess to to close out the episode here, moving forward, do you think it's a good idea for AP exams or I guess standardized exams in general to move to a permanently online format as opposed to in person on paper?
1: Um, well, I like in general, I don't think um, AP exams should be permanently moved to online format. Um, Like, well, beside the fact that I procrastinate and lost a bit of focus in reviewing the material, which is my fault. I still, um, student, like first, student will always have um Wi-Fi or computer problem or their physical surrounding problem or their disability. And I know a fact that, for a fact that some of my friends don't even have access to Wi-Fi or don't even have access to the, to the um, computer that they need to uh, take the test. And... Second there there were a lot of cheating during the exam um, because students could always open their nose uh, searching for answer on Google or just straight up chat for their with their friend for answer especially mm-hmm. like the smarter one um, uh, because like college board I think th- this is the first time doing it so they don't really know what to expect but they didn't really have any uh, browser locking option or they didn't really have any way to track br- browser and what the student are searching up and they don't even bother checking the, the physical surrounding of the student to make sure that they don't have notes lying around and basically making it an open note test and um, like in general for me it's just too short to cover everything uh, the student needs to know I mean, we uh, the student basically spent the whole year studying to basically take a forty-five minute test that will only cover, I'll say around twenty percent of the material, which is which isn't very efficient in terms of preparing preparing the student for college. Um, and I think and I and I think there's a reason why college exams are mostly online, and high school exam is mostly in person is that a stu- uh, college student there are more independent and they will most likely have their own wi-fi access and for high school student um there are a quiet amount of students that are relying on their parent and often through time their parent are th- the parent don't really have um that much that's much like knowledge or experience in the in in the modern world, and so they don't really have Wi Fi access or they don't really have um advanced computers that can handle the College Board software website. So basically, um, like in general, College Board shouldn't really put their AP exams or any testing in general to be um on an online format.
2: Gotcha. Yeah well i i guess it's uh it's a conversation for for perhaps a, a future episode whether or not um you know these remote exams will will become prevalent for for high school and and even in in the lower levels of, of education because because um, you you bring up a good point right college students are expected to be more independent than high school students that's just a given right but but they're they're I guess that brings up the question of, do you all of a sudden become independent on your own without having any sort of guidance or mentorship to be able to get to that point? I don't think so. So so I guess um, there's a conversation to be had uh, whether or not high school students, particularly later on, you know, uh, upperclassmen, right, juniors and seniors, I guess there there's a, a point in the conversation where you should be considering um, being more independent, right? Some people will argue that, right. And then other people will still argue that, Hey, high school students are high school students, you know, cut them some slack. Um, you know, they, they, they're not, they can't be expected to be independent yet. Right. So like I said, sounds like a conversation for uh, a future episode in the study
0: space podcast, but for now, I think we'll close it out here. Thank you for listening to the study space podcast. We know that there are countless podcasts being published every day, and you've decided to listen to ours in particular. It really means a lot to us that you've given us your time to listen to two students ramble on about school. The show notes with links and everything we mentioned in this episode, for further reading and learning are on our website at uniplan.dev. If you want to show support, share the podcast or tell a friend about it. Your testimonial to your friends and family is the most helpful thing that you can do for us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. That's it for this episode of the Study Space Podcast. We'll see you next time.